0: Sri Ganeshaya Namaham, Om Sri Saraswadde Namaham, Om Sri Gurubhyo Namaham.
1: Baha Gita Kantata, Yaha Hashet is a Yaha
0: Hashet is Yaha Hello, listeners. This is Raviranganadan welcoming you to the 28th episode of Baha Gita, Yaha Pashetisa Pasheti. In the last episode, Bahawan was explaining the three categories of dualities and we saw the first two categories, intangible dualities and tangible dualities. As the third category, he asked to treat nine types of people the same. Sukhrun all those who do good for you without expecting anything in return. Mitran. All those who do good for you and expect something back immediately or later. Ari. Your enemies. Udasena, Those who are indifferent to you. madhyasta The neutral people. Dvesha. Those who hate anything and everything. Bandushu, The relatives. Sadhu the righteous saintly people and Papeshu, the sinners. The idea is that whatever be the nature of your relationship with others, learn not to differentiate them. First, whether it comes out of birth, Bandushu, relatives, or made consciously by us both Mitra, friends and Ari enemies. Second, Whether it comes because they help us without expecting anything in return, Sugurdu. Or, expecting something in return, Mitra, a friend of equal age. Third, whether the individual is on our side, Mitra, friend. Or, opposing side, Ari, enemy. Or, supports neither but would like to help, Madhyastha, neutral. Or, supports neither and stay aloof, Udasina indifferent, or hates us, dveshya. Fourth, whether the person is sadhu, a saint, or papesu, a sinner. Bottom line, overcome the inherent likes and dislikes and treat all of them the same. In summary, treat the environmental sensations the same, all inert materials the same, and all sentient beings the same, that is, The three categories of dualities create mental sensations and treat them all the same in the mind. The benefit of treating the dualities the same is that it brings prashantha, a peaceful state, to the mind. Jitatmanaha, the person becomes conqueror of the mind. Paramatma, recognizes the supreme consciousness within. Of course, the names and forms, the externality are different. That is the nature of Prakriti, but before performing transactions in the world, understand and recognize what is behind the names and forms is one and the same. Experts talk about intelligent quotient, emotional quotient, creative quotient etc. The benefit of seeing the oneness behind everything is that the peace quotient and the happiness quotient of the world will increase. That is indeed the loka Sangraham, the welfare of the world that Bhagwan was talking about all along. Welfare of the world does not mean just an increase in the GDP of a country or how many billionaires there are in a country. Even if everyone in the world is a billionaire, there is no guarantee of peace and happiness for all. From an internal perspective, a high peace quotient will prepare our mind for meditation as well as stay in meditation. Normally, it is thought that we should do meditation to calm our mind. Of course, that is a benefit one can get through meditation. But Bahawan says, live a life that calms and steadies your mind to a certain level even before thinking of sitting down for meditation. How much this world has misunderstood about meditation. After living a life of samatvam we have prepared our mind and ready for meditation. Now, a suitable environment has to be selected. Let us move to segment 3, verses 10 to 17 for that. First is the selection of a place to practice meditation. Deshe masanam. Choose a clean, stable and safe environment to sit and be in meditation. A clean place from a physical sense as well as in the sense of spiritual vibrations. A place that does not stimulate your senses. A place that does not attract insects, animals, etc. A place where there is no external sense stimuli to provoke your sense organs. Preferably, a place regularly used for chanting mantras. A place that does not take the mind away to worldly pleasures. Nathi Uchiritam nathi Nicham. Not too high, not too low. The place should not be at a very high level nor at a very low level where your safety will be in question. For example, do not seek tall mountains where oxygen levels are low or a basement or a deep mine without ventilation to practice meditation. Puja Gurudev Swami Chanmayananda says, reach the peak in meditation. Do not seek peaks for meditation. The place should not be high on one side and low on the other side the place should be even. The above interpretations are based on the safety of the physical body. To the above interpretations, I would like to add a mind having a high induced by alcohol, weed or other intoxications or a mind low due to mental depressions, sad situations like sickness, death, etc. is not suitable for meditation. Chailajina kushottaram cloth, skin and kusa grass, one over the other. Don't go running for deer skin or tiger skin and kusa grass. The idea is that the seat where you sit should not be damp, should not act as a conductor and drain your body energy, a place where insects do not crawl in and a place that is soft to sit comfortably. That is, do not allow physical discomforts to distract you from meditation. In modern times, we have many materials to make the seat soft and firm. It is said that grass has the capacity to neutralize radiation. Maybe thousands of years ago, grass was growing everywhere and was free or cheap. Choose neither a wet place nor too dry a place. Bhavan, can I ask my friends to join in meditation with me for a meditation party? It will be more fun. Bhavan says, e alone. Meditation is not a group therapy session. There should not be anyone else. You have to go at it alone. Not only alone, but also rāhasī. Rāhasī means secret. That is, in a secluded place. Choose a place that is not a public place. Let it be a secret. No one needs to know that you are in meditation. It is not a topic for party conversation. It is not a public event. No need to put up a poster and invite people to watch you in meditation. Constant practice in solitude implies one may have to cut oneself off from others. No relatives, no friends, no pets, no well-wishers to give speeches, to give congratulations etc. Remember that you have to lift yourself by yourself. Stitaha situated. Situated also implies stability. The person should choose a place that is stable and safe. There are many Puranic stories with the sages meditating, standing on one leg with the raised hands. They do severe tapas. Such a body position is not comfortable and is not needed. At the other end, lying down is tamasic and will only take you to sleep. So choose the sitting position. If the Yoga has to work, then the yogi has to take care of the health of the body. A sick body is not suitable for meditation. Also, yoga exercises prepare the physical body to be flexible to endure long sessions of meditation. For meditation, the preferred yoga posture is Patmasana, the lotus position. Why not meditate while jogging or while doing other activities? During jogging, concentration has to be on the path and has to watch out for the obstacles on the way. Same with exercise and other activities. One may be a great multitasker, but when it comes to meditation, all other activities have to be stopped. There is no multitasking in this. In fact, we are trying to go to a place that has no task at all. All these are very important for a beginner. As one advances, even when we are in a bus going to the office, or waiting for a cup of coffee in a coffee shop, even though we are surrounded by others, we can train our mind to focus on as few thoughts as possible by not allowing the mind to roam, to piggyback on what others talk and do. Okay, Bhagwan, I found a suitable place. What's next? Like having a safe external environment, the internal environment also must be safe. Your karma yoga attitude will free the mind of a few things. Like what? Nirasir. Be free of desires. Be free of the hopes of the future. Be free of greed. Bihi, Be free of fear. Apparigraha. Be free of ownership. Be free from expectation as well as possessions. Be free from any physical or mental clutter of what you own. Neither have hope that in one or two sittings you will realize the inner self, nor have the fear that you will not realize at all. Keep all the ideas of the future, whether it is a desire or fear of an object or relationship, away from your mind. This is keeping the idea of I-ness outside the mind. Being free of ownership is keeping the idea of minus outside the mind. In a sense, it is losing the doership and ownership. It is losing the identity with the body and mind. This is nothing but Karma sannyasa Yoga. Drop all ideas about yourself. Drop the idea that you are a man or a woman or any color in the color spectrum of LGBTQ+. Don't worry about the material world like what work is spending in office, how your investment is going, how you will pay your next bill, from where will your food come from, who is saying what about you, etc. Don't think of your political identity, whom you support, whom you oppose, etc. Don't worry about what will happen to the world. In essence, during meditation, forget the world exists. Okay, Bhagwan, I have selected the place and I am mentally ready to forget the world. What's next? Control the sitting posture. Samam kayashiro grivam, darayan nachalam stiraham, sam prakshya kagram, swam dishaschan Valokayam Samam udal talai karthu adamal nimrthi vaitu, tan mukhu nuni parthu angumingum parkadu. Keep the back, neck and head straight without shaking and gaze at the tip of your own nose without looking here and there. Of all the senses, the eyes are sensitive and tricky. You can sit in a noiseless environment and starve the ears. You can sit in a place where there is no aroma of food or other fragrance or anything else that will draw the attention of your nose. You can be in a place that is neither cold nor hot. But as long as the eyes are open, images of the world fall on it and get recognized by the mind unless you sit in the dark. Even in the dark, the eyes can dart back and forth here and there. The mind follows the eyes. Agitated mind keeps darting around. Also, if you keep your eyes fully closed, then there is the danger of falling asleep. Self-realization is not in sleep, but when you are awake. So, to focus the mind, the eyes need to be half-closed or not looking anywhere other than your own self. Also, don't look around now and then to see if anyone is watching with any appreciative look or if anyone is coming to disturb you or any enemy is coming to attack you. Okay, what is next? With the external environment taken care of, now pay attention to the internal environment. Ekakram manaha, one-pointed mind. The mind is nothing but a flow of thoughts of different objects. Choose only one thing to focus on by dropping all other thoughts of objects and beings. For example, pay attention only to your breathing or just one name of Bhagavan without associating gunas to that word. Focus on inner self. Yata Chitta Indriya Kriyaha Control the activities of the mind and the senses. The senses interact with the sense objects and feed info about them to the mind. The mind responds to the world based on these external stimuli. In meditation, there is no involvement with the external world and the flow of info from the external world through the senses and the processing and reaction by the mind has to stop. Also, reduce the thoughts by not dwelling in the memories of the past or the imagination and anxieties of the future. Disconnect all senses from their sense objects. Choose a place where you do not feel strong wind or breeze, a place where you will not be disturbed by people or animals or fragrance or sound. Do not have food in your mouth and keep chewing it. Yunjat Yogam Atma Let the person practice yoga for the purification of the mind. Here we see the definition that meditation itself is yoga. In the initial stages, Meditation helps to purify further the mind that has already been purified to a certain level by following Karma Yoga and acquiring the knowledge about our inner self. Please note that if the first step of Karma Yoga is not followed, then we seek meditation only to reduce the stress in our mind caused by the realities of the world. Being in constant meditation after following a Karma Yoga lifestyle, Whatever impurity that is still left in the mind is cleaned out and there is nothing but abidance in one's own self. With that in mind, practice this Dhyana Yoga for the purification process. Bahavan, how can I drop all thoughts? I need at least something to hold on. Bhavan says, with a serene and single-pointed mind, without any fear, established firm in the brahmachari vrtam, think of me as the supreme goal, drop all other thoughts. When you go to sleep, you are not afraid that you will lose your identity on waking up. In the same way, don't be afraid that in this process, you will lose your identity completely and will not know who you are after coming out of meditation. Brahmachari prate sudaha, staying the path of Brahman or being established stable in the Vows of Brahmacharyam One who has taken such vows to walk the path of Brahman, the supreme reality, is a Brahmachari. A Vedic student takes vows such as, I will know what is to be known and not know what is not to be known. I will speak the truth and not speak lies. I will see honor in dishonor and dishonor in honor. I will follow the vows and not go against them. The person has taken the vows and resolved to attain Brahmavidya. It is a strong mental determination to reach the highest yogic state. This person should follow all the vows taken while he or she was a student and learning the Shastras. So, it is understood that a grahastha who follows the scripture's guidelines also can be categorized as a Brahmachari and can practice meditation. If you analyze these vows, you can see that they all help produce agitations in the mind. Asita machitaha Sit and have a single point of attention on me. What? When we thought we are doing meditation to realize our own inner self, Bhagavan throws a curveball and says to have a single pointed attention on him. Merging with Brahman is the ultimate goal. And for that, keep me as the supreme goal and drop all other thoughts. Take me as the support for your mind and drop all your other thoughts. Bring in my form in your mind to the exclusion of all other thoughts. But who is he on whom we should have a single pointed attention? This me is interpreted differently by different schools of thought. It is supreme Nirguna Brahman, Om by Advaitins. It is Lord Vishnu, Lord Narayana, by Vaishnavas. It is Yadava Krishna, by Krishna Consciousness Group. It is Maheshwaran, by a Sai Vait. Let us wait for what Bhagavan himself has to say about, who he is in later chapters. In summary, choose an external environment, where you don't need to worry about the safety, and other needs of the body, and where you can be in, solitude. Eliminate physical discomforts and have a safe, comfortable place as well as a comfortable seat for meditation. Ensure no sense objects that can trigger any of the five senses are around. Having controlled the external environment, control the internal environment. Take a seat. Control your posture, keeping back, neck and head straight. Shut the external world out and start focusing all thoughts on Bhagavan and continue purifying the mind. Anyone who understands these requirements is one who understands the meditation process and attains the supreme peace. Yaga pasyati Sa pasyati. With constant practices, the yogi will be finally transferred to the fourth state called turiya which is beyond the waking, dreaming and deep sleep states. In this state, there is no duality. The meditator becomes what he or she is meditating on. The individual who has earlier identified himself or herself with body-mind-intellect now shines as Atma. The Jivatma is now just Atma. This is called Kaivalya avastha, absolute solitude. It is also called the Samadhi. So far, how to prepare the external world and the internal mind for meditation has been explained. But we are not practicing meditation 24-7. In between meditation sessions, we continue to live our lives. During this time, what we should do and what we should not do. Bhagwan addresses that also in verses 16 and 17. He gives specific advice and general advice. It includes one advice for the daytime and one advice for the night time. In specific, don't eat too much. Also avoid not eating at all. Don't dream too much. Also avoid not sleeping enough. Bahawan literally says, Nācha ati adhigam kanavu Meditation is not for one who dreams too much. Notice that, He did not say, not for one who sleeps too much because he is including our daydreaming also. He knows all of us are experts in daydreaming. Don't eat too much. How much eating is okay then? General advice is 50% solid food, 25% water, 25% for space for air to travel and churn the food in the stomach. Another advice is, If you feel you can eat a little more, stop there. If the stomach is full, in meditation you will move from waking state to sleeping state instead of the Turiya state. The tiredness of the body due to lack of energy, due to lack of sleep also will put the person to sleep. Getting a nice sleep is not the aim of meditation. Continuous fasting in the name of spirituality also will fail is known from the story about Buddha. He tried to attain nirvana by starving himself to a certain death. He soon realized that even to do meditation he needed the body and he cannot attain nirvana by starving himself to death. Now to the general advice. <speaking> You can be successful in self-realization if and only if you are moderate in all activities like eating, working, exercise, entertainment, sleep and wakefulness. In a sense, moderation is the key in everything. Moderation not only in eating and sleeping, but in all aspects of our lives is expected including personal freedom and political thoughts work speech dresses entertainment etc. Bahavan next talks about union with the inner self in three verses and also covers the yogi's perspective in verses eighteen to twenty two. First when is this yogi said to be united with the self? When the perfectly controlled mind rests, In the self only free from longing for all desires then it is said that the person is united in meditation a union takes place there is a merging with the true inner self the consciousness in this context please be careful in understanding words like merging etc here union or merging does not mean that two objects come together to become one it is when the jivatma drops all thoughts and remains as the subject Atma itself. The mind is crystal clear and Atma, the pure consciousness, shines. There is no trace of ignorance. At this time, the mind is nothing but a pure, well-shining, reflecting medium with no thoughts arising of its own. This is the complete purification of the mind. This is the Samadhi state and the Yogi is now in Naish state. Bhagavan, for better understanding, can you explain this with an analogy? Yato dheepo nivastasthah, nengathe sopa masurthah, dheepam kattrillaadhe edatthil asayadudu pol omaikkooruvar. They give the analogy that the mind is like a lamp that is placed in a windless place. That is, Those who have had this self-realization explain it as a shining lamp placed in a windless place. In many temples, the Garbhagraha, the sanctum sanctorium has only oil lamps and no electric lights. Outside the temples also, during pujas, even though there is natural light or electricity light all around, an oil lamp is used. Oil lamp has a very important significance in Indic tradition. An oil lamp with a glass cover does not flicker. There is no air to disturb the glowing light and at the same time, there is enough air to provide oxygen for the lamp wick to burn. In the same way, there is no thought to disturb the shining of Atma. A glass-covered oil lamp also shows the three gunas in action. The source of oil is sattvic in nature. It comes from plant seeds or the ghee from the milk of a cow. The wick burning in the oil and giving out the light is a rajasic activity. The lamp holder along with the stable glass medium is tamasic in nature. The light shines with the three, namely oil, wick and the glass cover coming together as the body. Even when there is a disturbance of air outside the glass, the lamp glows steadily inside. In the same way, The three gunas of the prakriti representing the oil, wick and the glass cover come together to provide a vessel, the body in which the consciousness light shines. Even when the outside sense objects disturb, the atma inside shines. What happens in that bright state is for the next episode. Until that time, this is Ravi Ranganathan bidding goodbye. (usurlijk) Baha Hong Tant, Yaha, Shitty, some such a shitty, a shitty,